okay, this is take one. I'm going to try this on one take. Purely because the edit for this took no time. There's three edits in total. Usually there's like 40. So this is episode 14 with Derek and Richard from Coffin Milch. Recorded this through in Glasgow in a studio. There was a band playing next door. You can kind of hear that a wee bit. Also, Richard had just finished work, so he was eating a cheese sandwich while, you know, but it's fine because Richard was nice. Uh, yeah, lovely conversation. I did this totally on the fly. I hadn't listened to Coffin Mulch at all until like the week before, and I only listened to the album as I was driving through to do the podcast. So I went into this totally blank, which was great, and I want to do more of that. So, yeah, listen to Coffin Mulch. They're fucking brilliant. I also milked a little bit. I did a bit of research and looked at their demo. I thought I went for £100. It was only £40, but still a nice amount. So if anyone's got a copy of that demo, please let me know, because I'll happily pay some money for it. Obviously money. Uh, yeah, as always, thank you for listening. Any of Coffin Mulch fans, hiya. Please check out the Tyrannus episode because you'll enjoy that if you like this. And yeah, just give the podcast a wee share if you could, a wee listen, and a wee rating on Spotify. That always helps the algorithm. So, yep, yeah, episode 14. Absolutely, yeah. for everybody. Cool. Right. This is weird because this is my first ever duo podcast. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So usually I start off in the name. So we've got Derek and we've got Richard. Hello. Hello. From Coffee Mulch. Thank you very much for doing this, lads. No um, right, like I said to you both before, I, up until last week, never listened to Coffee Mulch. I had two friends, Callum from Tyrannus, who you both know, yep. and then Andy Yates from um, Zilla, who you were speaking about earlier on. Both of them, Callum mentioned them to me ages ago, and then I went down to Liverpool to record a podcast, which will be out by now, time this gets chucked out, um, with Andy, and he was like, listen to them, because I went to go see Hellripper, um, kind of by accident, not by accident, but I went to go see them at the Flying Duck, because Tyrannus were playing, I was on holiday, I've been meaning to go see Callum's band for ages, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm on holiday, I've not got an excuse, I went to it, and I was like, oh, I'll stick around. And it was fucking unreal. I've never, like, I, I love metal. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate, I didn't appreciate them until that Saturday night in February. The the Scottish metal scene um, is unreal, especially Hellripper. Uh, it was seriously unreal. And then I told him I got into all that stuff. He said, listen to Coffin Mulch. I was like, right, okay, I'll do that. Mm, two months passed. <laughs> never did it. <laughs> and then Callum posted about you guys doing a show that's now been upgraded, which is class it as has. fuck. Um, and I checked out one of the singles on YouTube though, that's sick went on Instagram turns out you guys already followed through the Tyrannus episode like banging so I bought the album on Bandcamp bought it didn't download it didn't, no I did download it but I didn't fucking stream it for free <laughs> bought it like everyone should fucking sick love it thank you very much <laughs> the intro sounds like I don't know if I could picture what the Morning Lisa was saying. <laughs> no, not the Morning Lisa. What's the one when the, the girl's like that? The scream. The scream, the scream yeah. Much, yeah. That's exactly what I think it would be like. So, fucking man, right. I Like I said, going in blind, I know nothing, which is kind of good. What is a coffin mulch? Um, it's, so, it's not actually anything. So, I imagine it would be this... We'd try, the name is kind of... Our old guitarist, our two old guitarists actually came up with the name. Um, and... 
I don't know what they were thinking of, but they just thought of something disgusting. So mulch, so like mulch is generally, I think you know what mulch is. Like you know, for Mulch your... to me sounds like what pumpkin would go like if you left it yeah, for so a few weeks. Mulch, That's what that sounds yeah, like to basically, me. Like, yeah. Mulch is basically like rotten leaves and stuff that you put in your garden. Is that not coffee? Um, <laughs> that's coffee, coffee mulch. Um, so coffee grounds. So like mulch is kind of like just like rotten stuff to help your garden grow. So if you think of coffin mulch, it's basically like loads of rotten coffins and stuff right. forming a sort of goo that you would spread <laughs> on your garden. It's ridiculous when you say it out loud, but that's what it is. I am but literally... I think it's quite catchy yeah. in a weird way. So I've uh, always been a fan of the name. I wasn't in the band when it was uh, named as such. Mm-hmm. So neither are you original? Um, oh, I got the wrong two. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I am. So uh, it was Davey, Al, and my guitarist called Mark. All right. Uh, both started it. And then I was, I'm friends with Al and Davey. Okay. So I was like, I'll play bass because it meant I got to hang out. And Fraser joined around. Either Fraser joined first, then I came, or we both kind of arrived at a similar kind of time. Right, okay. So me and Fraser and Al... Um, no, Al, Fraser doesn't play in the demo, but me and Al are on the demo and our original guitarist. Right, okay. Davey's on the demo, then all four of us are on the album and Derek joined after the album was recorded. The album they just got released. Yeah, there. so that's what's, I think that's what's confusing Perfect. a lot of people because we recorded the album, sorry if I'm preempting your questions. No, fine. The album was recorded last spring. Ah. Oh. And it's just takes... Why the delay? Oh, takes, money, it's money. No, oh, no, right, it's sorry. a year to get your record pressed. On vinyl, yes. On vinyl, yes. So by Still which, paying yeah. the pandemic prices, yeah. yeah. So by which time Davey left, sort of October, September, October last year, Derek joined December, January, end of last year, this year. So the album's out. So people are getting a bit confused because Derek's done all the live shows since then, but he doesn't play any of the songs in the album. And... If you look at the album, all the photos are of me, Al, Fraser, and Davey. So you did all the <laughs> promo work last spring as well as recording. Uh, all the photos and everything were done. Aye. So, And it's not fair, like, if Davey's not in the band anymore, but he's a massive contributor to it, very much so. So it's not fair to not have his pictures on it or not have it mentioned. Like, he recorded it. That was the band at the time that recorded it. Yeah. It's just, when we've got a new guitarist, the album's out, so everybody's like, ah, oh, Derek! Yeah. yeah. He's kind of a bit nervous about I've, taking the glory for that. Well, yeah, I've already seen a couple of reviews that have mentioned me joining and then talked about the impact of that on the sound since Septic Funeral, uh, whereas I very much don't want to take that credit. Oh, right. Because um, it wasn't me. I wasn't on it. So Fair enough. I'm as much of a fan of it as everybody else is at the moment. Uh, I've liked the band since I heard them. So. so when did you join? I think it was November, December. Yep. Yeah, just first, last year. Yeah, yeah, and first show was January this year. Right, okay. Going back to the name as well, you're talking about like the kind of disgusting. I'm literally the son of an undertaker. There you go. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's I think it's such an like, I see coffins on a daily basis. Like, I wake up in the morning, there's a hearse with somebody's gran in it in the morning, <laughs> and yeah, for a name, I think it's a smart as fuck name. You've got it for metal names mm-hmm. yeah. um, that aren't like horrendously long. It's catchy. It's catchy, yeah, it is. And funny. Um, I think it is quite, it's, it's kind of weird. It's quite catchy, and we've got a good logo. I'll design the logo, mm-hmm. and you can read it. And I think, <laughs> so yeah. I think as much, like, it's kind of like um, Party Cannon. Mm. Like, they have a ridiculous logo. It's like, but you on a poster, it'll be like ten, 10 bands, and it looks like illegible scribbles. Then it's like, it just looks Party like a big fucking bunch of leaves yeah. and branches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so when Which you see it, fine. and you see ours, we're the same. It's like, bang, yeah. it's, it stands out as well. So 
Nah, sick. Um, so, aye, I'm just kind of going the kind of same order. I usually do things. Okay. The so the we kind of spoke about the formation kind mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. You guys, well, I looked into this. Obviously, did a wee bit of research. Richard, you were in Asia. Taurus? I was indeed, yes. Age of Taurus. What's an Age of Taurus? Tell me. Um, that was my friend that started this band. Right, okay. Uh, so basically, Age of Taurus was based on... He started a band based on a lore of a planet that was ruled by Minotaurs. You lost me at planet. A planet of <laughs> Minotaurs. So therefore, it was about... So it's all based on what's called the Taurian Empire. Right, Taurus okay. being the bull. Yeah. And it's all about that. So that's why the band was called Age of Taurus. Cool. So that was my friend's band. He did a demo that was all him. And he got a drummer to play drums. Is this a thing in Scottish metal? Where it's he was like the, one no guy. Scottish, he was English. Oh, sorry, but was that, so, is this a kind of thing like maybe underground metal where it's just one guy mm-hmm. and then they just get sessions and pals? Sometimes, much? Is sometimes, that, yeah. Is that kind of the, yeah. Yeah, so my friend, he lived, so I knew him through festivals and stuff. He lived in London. Right. And then he did the demo just because he wanted to do it and it took off. And he's like, oh, I'll get a band. I was like, well, I'll do it because I want to hang out with my pal. But it involved band practices were in London. Uh-huh. So the rest of the band were English. I would go down for practices and stuff like that. And then eventually he moved to Norway. So I was in Scotland. He was in Norway, but two in England. And I just got to the point. So I left that, I couldn't really, it was a lot of money and a lot of traveling. They did another album after, so I played in the first album and then they did another one after that. They're still going, they don't, they've not done much for a while, but they're still, if you like doing metal like Candlemas or Trouble, or it's, it was basically that kind of stuff. So but that's how I played a few shows with bands and stuff with them, so. And that was your kind of was that nah take that was miles before that was miles after starting off take you to another stuff before that yeah how old are you mate um, I've been playing in bands I've worked out for thirty one years how old are you I'm forty eight fucking hell yeah <laughs> you don't look forty so I've been playing in bands longer than Fraser's been alive yeah, and mental. no much longer than you so yeah. I joined my first band when I was seventeen Ellen Ronald told me Zilla you're like, I seen Zilla loads yeah. I'm like how you look thirty yeah. so yeah that's how I saw Zilla yeah I saw right, Zilla okay. playing Edinburgh a few times I saw them they played Bloodstock. Festival one Did year they? when it was indoor, so Bloodstock used to be indoors. Oh, uh, right, okay. It yeah. started off as an indoor power metal festival and they had yeah. like a big stage and a wee stage, and Zilla played the wee stage one year. Andy always downplays to me what he actually did. The best <laughs> I got of him was uh, that they opened for Macedon. Yeah. Uh, were you at that gig? Nah, Cat House. Yeah, I was. You're at, aye, nice. Yeah. You never, you failed to mention Bloodstock, that's quite a, an achievement, I'd say. Fair enough. Sorry, I'm eating a sandwich. Nah, that's um, all good. Um, I, Zilla was. It was like they had like a smaller stage. It was mainly kind of local bands. Your bigger stage in Bloodstock was like your, it's like Gamery and Hammerfall and all that. I love all that stuff. <laughs> and then the smaller stage that year, I think Cathedral headlined it. Right, okay. And they played that. So I remember going to watch them. Yeah. So I saw them a few times. Nice. Yeah, um, I'm proper old. Ah, I know. I, yeah. <laughs> the Sanchez and all that. Uh, and you were in Forever Matching? Machin? Machine. Without an E? No, just Forever Machine. Oh, there's no E in machine, for what I see. Nah, unless somebody's typed that wrong. There's an E on the end of machine. There is an E in the word. Right, okay, for yeah. what I've read, right, okay. <laughs> Shit research. Unless somebody's just cut off the last word just to fucking me in my notes. Possibly. Right, okay, forever machine. Yes. What was that then? Um, so, I formed that with my pal Ben a long time ago now. Um, as with a lot of bands, you know, it can take a while kind of to see anything through or to get around to doing anything or... Uh, finishing an album or anything so it kind of still going we've got another album in the works but our bassist lives in ireland 
Um, and we've all got a lot of other things going on. So it's a thing um, when you get older, more mature. Well, no, it's just um, it's never stopped. It's just always been in the works. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of sort of post metal sludge kind of stuff. Um, released an album in 2018, which took quite a long time to finish. Since then, I've written another one, and hopefully, we'll record that soon. Sick. So, coffin not just kind of taking over your both your creative, well, your and your music time well, essentially. Thankfully, I've not had to write anything for this yet. I've just got to kind of newsed it in at the end, learn the tunes, and <laughs> get to enjoy the gigs and that. So nice. He's got more stuff recorded, like anything written, or you just like? So obviously, yet. it's been nearly over a year. Um, well, well, like I said, it's only been since the start of the year that I've been in the band. And yeah. all the time has been taken up by learning the tunes that are already there ah, right. and uh, gigging. So it's kind of weird. So like the albums come out, so we're kind of that weird to use a horrible industry term like the album cycle. <laughs> so the thing we have out is the new album. Yeah. So we need to kind of focus on that. And you know, we've all got different. This isn't our job. We've all got jobs. We all work different hours. You can't survive in a band, can't we? I know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like we all work different hours and stuff. So it's fitting yeah. that the band in out with jobs and gigs and that kind of stuff so i think probably but i would maybe say we'll maybe start later this year we've got the release show a couple of other shows then we might start looking into the end of this year into next year kind of thing before we're properly like yeah cool you don't want to be all of a sudden there's nothing worse like you've got a new album and you go to see a band and like oh yeah we don't play that anymore yeah. so it's literally just came out i'd like to hear yeah, yeah. because we had that all those songs recorded I mean, even when, when David was still in the band before Derek joined, we played some gigs, we were playing some songs off it, but we can't play too much because, like, well, you're maybe not going to hear this album till next year. Yeah. So and it's also as well, it's quite, I think it's a wee bit, not not selfish, but see when bands, see when you go see a band that you love mm-hmm. and they play, see one or two new songs, fine, cool, let me listen to it. See if it's a little new shit, I don't know, and you're standing there like, you're try, well, it's obviously interesting, but you're trying to take it in, but it's not the time and the place to take it in, and you're trying to... Totally, yeah. yeah I see um, both sides of that because... I can always, see why bands would play it live as yeah, well to get a good. I like always see why bands want to. You should please yourself first, first and foremost. And if other people are into it, that's obviously the bonus. Uh, obviously, when you go and see a gig, everyone wants to see the songs you know. Um, but for bands, sometimes you can get very sick of playing, you know, the same song a million that times. Bit, and yeah. that. For me, this has been great because even though obviously the album's quite old now for the guys, but for me, it's still new. I'm still a huge yeah. new fan to this album. So, what the kind of hits? What the coffin mulch hits? Into the Blood definitely seems like a... From the new one. Sort of hit that's single. the second yeah. track, eh? Yeah. That's a belter. Yeah. From the new one, I would say Into the Blood. From the last ones, from Septic Funeral, when we play Septic Funeral live, everybody seems to like the intro to that one. Yeah, yeah. The song Coffin Mulch that yep. was on the demo and we did in Septic Funeral Folk, like that one. A couple of the newer ones are starting to kind of... Yeah, Follow Gaia. Follow Gaia, folk like that one, Into the Blood. Onward to Death off the second one. Yep. Which we never used to play that much, but folks seem to love like the kind of especially the end it's the end of... just I think this it's weird it's like a lot of this it's not the fast ones mm. it's the slower kind of groovy bangers yeah. Yeah. to use a terrible phrase but yeah <laughs> that's the ones that people are kind of one way to fucking promote your band groovy bangers <laughs> groovy, groovy, yeah, yeah I'll get killed now <laughs> the coffee mulch groovy death metal bangers so. right, we'll go through the, the discography I suppose so I suppose you, mm, you can pitch, pitch in on this uh, from what I know did you obviously you knew the band before this say so you can be like oh I remember when this got released so my first awareness of the band was seeing Fraser the drummer who I've known for years go into one of the rooms here at the rehearsal studio you've been here people. a while uh, I've been around here for a bit yeah um, and what I heard coming out of the room was absolutely fantastic 
it was, I think it was Septic Funeral, the song, because it was something very doomy and sludgy. Um, and then obviously when I first heard Septic Funeral when it was released, uh, over the years you can hear quite a lot of good bands at gigs and stuff, but hearing that converted into an actual good recording is a bit more rare. Uh, for me, Septic Funeral really jumped out, um, head and shoulders above most else of what you hear. So I was just a big fan of it. Um, playing another band with Fraser and when uh, Davey quit, he asked me if I'd like to join. Sick. So the demo was obviously the first thing. I, yes. I, I love the um, the description of it. Um, with a, a purulent corpse. A purulent? <laughs> purulent. Of, right, okay. A corpse of festering decay. That's just the description of it. That's just, just basically fucking... ripping off carcass. Is it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's kind of what that kind of, that's how they would describe early, like, early Eric death metal and all that kind of stuff. They used to have these stickers on the front like it would kind of do kind of a bit like that but your early carcass records would have these weird kind of descriptions yeah. of that so it kind of tunes into that kind of early kind of like that aesthetic type kind of thing yeah where was that recorded in here no everything was recorded at 16 ohm studios in glasgow um it's near excuse me it's near celtic park i don't know the name of that area but do you know if you do know glasgow there's like two mental rangers bars like the Loudon no. and the Bristol. Well, basically, it's near there. Right. And it's a guy called Tommy Duffin, who is, I would highly recommend to everybody. Everything's been recorded there. He's done all stuff. All Coffin Mulch. Yep, everything. Was that, so the Coffin Mulch, the demo, was that some of that stuff from other bands of Val? Or was no, that all just like no, they would, a fresh I, I think look it was a, on our project? I think yeah. it was a fresh look. So it was Davey, there was Guy, there was Mark and Al, and then Fraser. And most of it was kind of, I learned it all. It was mostly kind of written. To begin with, because Davey plays drums on that as well. Uh, he played Originally he was playing drums, Mark was playing guitar, Al was singing, I was playing bass, then they went to two guitars, so Davey played guitar, then Fraser came in on drums. So Coffin Mulch, um, Apocalypse of Gore, and um, what's the one I really like? Life Devoured. Life Devoured, yeah, that one. They were all, so they were all pretty much written. We recorded the demo, Mark... They'd done some scratch stuff. Then Mark just never turned up again. We were kind of ghosted. So, he, but you know, some Your guys, this project's going nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, it's just one of those things. We never. It's not the end of the world. I don't. Nobody wishes him any ill will or anything like that. He just was just like, mm. and so David ended up doing all the guitars. So we went down to one guitar. Um, but there is a wee bit of Mark on there. Um, but yeah, so that, then we did that, and then we started writing the new stuff for Septic Funeral after that. Septic Funeral, that's an album, mate, like a full... Um, so it's a... It's I think it is. Master of Puppets is eight songs long, okay? Uh -huh. So how many songs is on Septic Funeral? Eight. Eight. Six. Is it six? I think it's six. Is it? Is it a mini album or a long EP? It's an, a long, it's an EP. It's a 12... See, this is where I'll go <laughs> rage because we use the wrong description. Is it about length, do you think? It's about... It's on a... It's 12 inch and is it 45? I can't remember if it's... It depends what speed it plays at as well. If it's 45... For the record? It, yeah. So if it's 45, it would be a 12-inch. If it's 33, it's probably an EP stroke album. It's not an album. It's an EP, I would say. Right. I've not listened to Septic Funeral, but I, this one thing about, see when I discover a band, you always, well, I always, anyway, I'll go back and listen to older stuff and I'll get into the older stuff more than I like the new stuff. Yeah. And I'll go see them like, why aren't you playing the older stuff? <laughs> like, you weren't even there for those days, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. I listen to Septic Funeral and probably like it a lot better than the new one. You might, Sorry. you might not. Uh, are, it's quite similar. Yeah, well, one of the things I like about both of them um, is they are distinct. 
they are like when I first heard the album when uh, Al sent me it to learn it is noticeably different I think which is in death metal I think can be a difficult thing to do was that recorded and released in a decent amount of time Septic Funeral or was it um, maybe uh, not as long as the album but still took a bit of time to get like the actual vinyl copies pressed yeah. up so well, when was that released Septic Septic Christ that would be just about lockdown Right, so you Are, beat it, you beat it. Maybe not, just kind of on the cusp. Right, okay. We played some shows before it, but I think it came out because, I think, apparently that's why it did really well, because nobody was spending any money on anything else, so when a record comes out, and, you know, it wasn't that expensive, it's like, oh, cool, well, that's really good, we'll buy that. Blessing so, and a curse. Yeah, kind of, so we, we kind of lucked out in that point, and we hadn't, we probably played more this year than we've ever played in the last four I certainly have. Yeah, like gigs as a band. And that's kind of a weird kind of thing as well, I think, because I remember when I was, you know, I'm an old man, they used to come to Glasgow and you'd go to a gig and you'd see the same band every week. And you're like, oh, Christ, are they opening again? And you get fed up. Whereas we were sporadic and folk really liked our record. So when it's like, oh, they're playing, I'm going to go, as opposed to, Oh, they'll probably be playing again next Wednesday. So you turned down quite a lot. Not sometimes it's like not through choice. Like it's work, it's holidays, it's life, you know. But we're also maybe a bit selective, I would say. Well, maybe think, not so much this year. We've kind of taken on a bit more, but I think we're now trying to be a bit more selective because we've been a lot. We've been pretty busy this year yeah. so far, yeah. um, and we're really lucky that we can play shows and assume anyway that at least some people will come. Um, so for Glasgow, especially, we've played quite a few times five, four or five times so I think the album release is the last time this year I would say so yeah you've got an Edinburgh one as well with Hellripper which yeah. is dying to get off work we've got two that's... in Edinburgh actually oh yeah we've got actually we've got that one in Glasgow we've not I don't know if we've announced that yet oh, I don't even oh this won't be out until October <laughs> oh right uh, we're playing uh, this that's when it is so October we're doing um, some weird art thing oh right yeah which I can't really describe I think we're going to play why somebody smashes up a thousand tellies or something like that it's a friend of Alistair's who does Alice who does like art installations and things. Sorry. Yeah. Um and so she asked us to be the soundtrack to that. So that'll be interesting. What day of the week's this? It's a Saturday. Oh for fuck's sake. I work in hospitality. <laughs> oh, so. Right. so you try to get a gig off is like uh, I like it then, when bands do a wee Tuesday night. That's always nice. Uh, yeah, we'd, we're getting a weekenders because of work for Cause especially work, for yeah. Derek and Fraser, like weekdays are week, right weekdays off, yeah. and nights. Yeah, we both tend to work evenings and weekends quite a lot nah, of the time. Fair Hellripper has been moved to a bigger venue, actually, so you probably actually need to get a ticket for it. Yeah. And then we're playing, it's a Sonic Dissonance yes. festival, and Forever Machine, Yep. Derek's other band are playing that. And well, one you get of, two paydays. Uh, yeah. yeah. Gets two cans of juice. <laughs> and then uh, one of Fraser's other bands is playing that as well. He's in a band called Ven, yeah. him and his partner, Phoebe. It's like a noise, a do- droney noise, live drums with yeah. electronics and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. And, and I'm just doing one sec because I'm old. That's yeah, I get enough. to carry my gear about twice. I'm not carrying anything. I'm just turning <laughs> up. So, with the demo as well, there was only a cassette release for that, wasn't there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many copies was that? 50 or something? I think it was 100. 100. You got one? Yeah. You hold on to it for dear life? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I keep, for records, I keep a copy of everything. As I've you got, should. I've got some of the t-shirts, but we've done quite a lot of t-shirts. I don't keep them all yeah. now. But, like, for... Mainly because, like, wait, when I was in Age of Taurus, I've not got any t-shirts or anything. I've got the records we did, 
and for my other bands I've got records and stuff but no so much merch what was your first band then if you've been doing this for 30 my years my very first band I, so I was in like school bands when I was 17 me my friend Darren my friend Craig we started the band and all we did we did a cover of My America by Nuclear Assault for whom the bell tolls that was kind of so I got a bass when did I get a bass I must have been about what, 15, 16 when I got a bass then kind of dosed about for that then joined the band so what age was I 1819 I was in a band called Jeffrey's Fridge <laughs> what? <laughs> named after Jeffrey Dahmer's Fridge oh, oh right okay <laughs> so right. we were called Jeffrey's Fridge <laughs> so Jeffrey's Fridge it was I don't if know just, if you were going now uh-huh. obviously with the Netflix thing that'd be like oh no, you would have got a research we kind of got a research maybe it's time to bring back the Jeffrey's Fridge demo I don't think anybody needs to hear the Jeffrey's Fridge demo <laughs> it was kind of punky stuff then after Jeffrey's Fridge I was in a band when I was 23, 24 called Intake which sounded like Biohazard it was like a weird kind of heavy hardcore kind of thing did that for a bit split up joined a punk band called Turtlehead who were kind of semi-famous in the central Scotland area uh, they were signed to, yeah they were called Turtlehead because <laughs> we liked Viz so they'd released oh the Viz is a bit no, yeah I love it man so when I joined them they'd released two albums before I joined them and they were signed to a Swedish punk label called Bad Taste so they'd toured Europe with like Mill and Colin they were kind of famous in our local areas like they're the punk they're the band for, that left Scotland very never played in Scotland like when I wasn't, so I eventually joined them. I'd never heard them when I joined them. I, my friend, brother was in a band that they knew. They needed a bass player. I was like, cool. They play gigs, so I joined them, and I had to get a passport because I toured Europe. So I played more gigs in Europe than I played in Scotland with them, and then they split up. Started the hardcore band after that. Me and the drummer for that band, so we are still in a band together. So I've been in a band with the drummer. For 23 years, me and Rab have been in bands, three That's bands. That's a dedicated rhythm section. Yeah, we played our first, my other band played their first gig in four years on Saturday. <laughs> played a punk festival in oh, yeah. Kirkcaldy with GBH. It was mental. Yeah. But yeah, that's our first gig. We've got 15 songs, we've been together for 12 years and we've played 12 gigs. We practice every the week. One in Kirk- was that on Sunday there? <laughs> Saturday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Oh, wait, no. I had a, mate, a mate's band played on Sunday. Uh, All right. We played in the back of a truck. All right, no, this one's at the Windsor. Oh yeah, yeah, Windsor, yeah. I know right? you're on about yeah. That was the one we played. I so then, so that was Turtlehead. I stand alone was like a straight edge hardcore band. Then sorry, sorry. then Moonshine Docks, which is still going. And then I was in Age of Taurus in that at the same time. Left Age of Taurus, still in that, and then this. So do you want to just go through your discography? As there well? you go. Sorry, yeah. This is more of it. This will be like twenty years shorter, but yeah. <laughs> mine's not quite as long, certainly. Um, like a lot of guitarists, my first band was, you know, playing bass on your pal's tunes because they already had a guitarist. Um, so in high school, I joined my pal's band doing that, which was called Alienated at the time. And then we were very young, changed the name to, I think we wanted to change it to Stone the Crow because we were really into down. But obviously someone let us know that was already a thing. How old so, are you, Derek? I'm 35. Right, okay. Um... So I think we, I would change it to Temptations Wings, which we thought was very cool. But that is cool. <laughs> I'm going to suggest we change your we re- re- name Copper Box to Temptations Wings. If you say so. You heard it here first, folks. We're going stoner. <laughs> um, so after that, 
it was a while until I kind of had my own thing going, which was Forever Machine. I started that when I was pretty young to kind of doesn't let for the own, my own tunes that I'd been writing. Uh, played in a couple of pals' bands, again just playing their stuff. Um, Sensafine, my pal Lev, who I'm still in our band with. Um, and for honestly years, that's most of what I would do was you know do Forever Machine when we could, when we were together. Um, slowly working away on that. Uh, over the last few years, I've um, met a lot of people here around the studio. Um, How long you worked here for? Um, like everyone here, you kind of you hang around until you become part of the furniture sort of thing. So, so being, Hotel California. Wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> Something of an asylum, yeah. Um, I first started rehearsing here probably about uh, 13, 14 years ago, I think. And uh, yeah, you end up making pals here and hanging about and one day you answer the phone. Can I? Can you get your P45? Nice, something like that. <laughs> Now it's cool. I never knew about this place. I know, so I walked in because I'm a massive Biffy fan and Sucho and seen all that shit in the walls. That was very cool that all that was here was done 20 years ago. Some of it, yeah. Hi. Nice. Um, I saw Biffy Clyro play the Foo Bar in Sterling. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> what was Wait. that then? Their name to her, 99 or something? It would be 90, let's see, it'd be 1999. Seriously? Probably, yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, yeah, they played... were called Screwfish at the no, time. No, they were called Biffy Clyro. Called Biffy, right, Biffy okay. Clyro played the Foo Bar. Yeah, so there you go. That's the only time I've seen them, but yeah. Really? Yeah. They've done a wee bit since then. I think I would probably know more about them because he's from... Same neck of the wood. Kilmarnock, that's the word. I was about to say Kirkcaldy and I killed me there. That's where I was on Saturday. I was in Kirkcaldy on Saturday. I was in Kilmarnock, but yeah. So, there you go. That's indeed. I bet you've seen loads of... Because obviously, I think because of your age, you've probably seen some of my favourite bands at their peak as well. Like, Do you ever get to see Motorhead back in the day? I... I've seen, I've seen them. Did you I've, see them with words on it? Yeah. Oh, fuck you. I saw Motorhead 14 times, 15 times. Nice. I only got to four, then he died. <laughs> um, so when did I first see Motorhead? I saw them. They were maybe touring Bastards. In 93. Oh, that's, see, that's the best Motorhead album. <laughs> no, I've literally I mean, got that in the back of my that. Jacket. Oh, it is. But, um, What's better? Um, um, I'll argue with you on this one. Everything with... Phil, no, uh, no, uh, no, past Eddie on it. No, no, no. Maybe except Iron Fist, another perfect day. Ah, I can agree with that. Um, a, that was Robo. That was Brian Robertson. Sacrifice, sacrifice, a beautiful arm. Yep. So yeah, but I do like Bastards. March or Die in 1916. March or Die was nah. so around. It was around then, but I saw Warzel and then everything after that. It was with, just with the three of them. Yeah, Mickey, so Phil, and Liam. I saw them. At, they played the Barras. I saw them at the Barras a few times. Yeah. Which is why I've kind of lost my hearing a wee bit. Was that when they played with, um, uh, not Megadeth, the other one, Anthrax? No, that no. was at the Armadillo. Right, okay. So it was with Skew Sisk and Anthrax Mothead. That's when they had the bomber. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. Yeah, I was at that too. That I was, was at like that 2011 one. or something. Yep. So I saw them. They always had terrible support bands. Uh, it was like, I seen them with UK subs and they're like a bunch of racists or something. No, 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 no. no. Uh, not UK subs. Uh, that's bad. And not, there's, there's, I've seen them in the academy with UK subs and another band. Uh, I can't remember who, but there's. I got told that the other band. I'm sure it might have been UK. I don't know what fuck. Was it? This UK subs are far from racist. Right. So okay. It was the there. other band then. Was it the, Damned? No. Uh, give me a second. I'm gonna. Google I was this. probably. I think. I don't know if I saw them in the UK. Anti Nowhere League. No, they're kind of more. <laughs> um, less. They're not racist as such. I would imagine. They're, you ever heard the song "So What" by Metallica? Ah, yeah, that was a cover from them. That was them. Yeah. yeah so the yeah. songs are just that. 
Right, okay. They may I have, got told the, from a source that I know oh, they who prob- toured with them. Oh, they probably maybe it might be then. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't. I don't know them. No, no, it's, um, they might they might very well have somewhat less than savoury opinions. Yeah. Um I don't think I saw I didn't go to that one. I think that was where near the end. Ah, it was twenty twelve. And yeah. I'd the last time I saw Motorhead, I was like, I'm not coming to see them again. Because I've seen I don't need to see I, I know what's happening. Yeah. And I don't need to see it anymore. Like I saw them so. I've seen them at download at twenty thirteen and that yeah. was two shows before he had that collapse. Yeah. And they had that year off. Yeah. And then after that it was like like Yeah. I'd be I'm a massive mm-hmm. Mori fan. I'd be in like there's one part I watched the Glastonbury set when he started singing Ace of Spades <laughs> instead of Overkill. Yeah. And I had a tear in my eye, like, this is just yeah. I mean, please stop. But yeah. he wouldn't stop until no, no, he died, no. which is That's kinda his terms. Yeah, but like yeah, I saw them a few times. They had Clutch supported them. Oh, nice. Um, Saxon, that was good. But they had terrible support bands at one point. It was like Phil Campbell's son's band, like Psycho Squad or something. He's like, what do you think of Psycho Squad? The crowd's just like, aye, great, Phil. <laughs> um, Sepultura supported them once when I saw them. Nice, yeah. Um, I saw them at Vakin one year where they went on at midnight after right. Emperor. Oh, Weird. <laughs> So like uh, it's weird. Like is that quite standard in Europe? Yeah, to go on at like yeah. Soon, uh... Like so the way those kind of well history here. The first the way those you find those bigger festivals work in Europe is that the headline band goes on at like nine o'clock. Right. But there'll be maybe a couple of bands on after them. The bands will go until three. Instead of a DJ sets. Said it. Well, that'll start at about three, and then that'll go to about six or seven. And then the first band will come back on it. Like I've never been to Europe for a for a gig. Um, I'd love to. I'd, it's, it's nuts. I'm a bit wild. I I'm a wee bit old for it now. But no, I've not seen many gigs in Europe. He says that I'm going to Norway next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Okay. Kind of back to mulch, I suppose. Eh? Yeah. I suppose the reason, so, yeah. We're, the reason we're all here. Uh, right. We talked about the demo. I will get a copy of that one day. I think I'm very good at tracking down rare and you un- probably get one on e- uh, discogs yeah. I looked the last one sold for like 100 quid did it? yeah what? <laughs> yeah so that's your pension sorry that lad let me check that out right now <laughs> um, right Septic Funeral mm-hmm. you are obviously involved in that what was the transition from the demo into Septic were you was some of Septic kind of in the works when the demo was getting done or was it like right that's done close the door pretty the much board. right okay that's pretty much um I suppose Davey at the time. So Davey was kind of writing, he writes a load of the riffs. I, I would say I'm not a riff machine. If somebody comes to me with stuff, I, I'm quite good at putting stuff together, but for as long as I've been playing bass, I'm kind of... He makes a jigsaw, you put it together. Yeah, kind of. Still like, all oh, right, we could do that, we do that. But so he very much works at that. You know, that was his, was like, we've done that. I, I don't want to do that anymore. I wanted something new. Right, that's done. Cool. Let's, so, yeah, it was kind of like that. But then... I suppose him and, uh, sometimes practices him and Fraser would jam quite a bit so they'd form songs together excuse me so they were you would have like a lot of stuff was written between the two of them I would add my wee bits here and there but you know I'm basically in a death metal band unless you're like atheist or cynic or like some sort of cannibal corpse I'm I'm not really the star of the show you know I'm nah. like entombed or that kind of thing you kind of sell yourself short but you're kind of there to kind of underpin everything it's, it's really kind of, I would say, guitar. It's a, it's a very good guitar. It's not like Motorhead. Motorhead, like, bass is kind of, boom. Yeah. You've kind of got an element of that, but I would say for that, so I'm just there to kind of underpin kind of bit. But it was kind of like, right, we've done that. How can we move forward? And it's the same going for Septic Funeral on air. In another sense, it's more like, because obviously your experience with age, yeah. you're more mature in terms of, like, you've got a more mature look in it. So you, 
there's mistakes you've made in the past that you can see forthcoming when yeah. they're trying to record something. You're like, right, boys, let's not do that. Let's do this. And they'll be like, kind of thankful for it in advance. Yeah, almost. you get, I suppose, I kind of have an air of realism. That's I think, I think it, it. like, you know, if we talk about like septic funerals, uh, sorry, Spectral's been ridiculously successful. <laughs> if this had happened to me when I was like 22 and I've blown my mind. Yeah. 48, like... I've been you know in that a, arsed, I'm not arsed. <laughs> you even got like Instagram and all that, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I'm not pinched. No, no. <laughs> that's like, it, like a total cunt. There, I mean, like, <laughs> so there's this thing called the internet. Yeah. Have you had a Day bad fall? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess you can get more realistic about what that means yeah, in the grand yeah. scheme of things as opposed to your youthful exuberance, your first band goes stratospheric. You're like, oh man, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to make, yeah. I'm going to change the world. And it's like, cool, yeah, we've done this and it's cool. And it... Is this the most successful you've been in any band? Apart from the one from that played more in Europe? Um, I don't know. You've just got a lot of hype. Yeah, I would say it's, I, I say it's the most kind of hyped band I've been in. Like Age of Taurus, we did pretty well. We were on a decent label. We toured America, played Europe, played with some decent bands. So we did all right for. But that's going to come with the coffin notch. I would say so, I but again, it will, it's, yeah. it's again, it's but that was all fitted in with three guys who four guys who did lived in separate countries, and had different jobs. And it's the same for this, you know. Yeah, I have a full time Monday to Friday nine till five. I was a school teacher. Derek works. You're a school teacher. Yeah, uh, no, I was a school teacher. Oh, Alice. Alice, Alice school. You'd be a class teacher. What'd you teach? Maths. Aye. Yeah. Oh, of all the things. Uh, like Fraser's sound engineer does tour driving stuff. That's self-employed. Yeah. Works at night. Derek's in the studio. Red Cross. Good job. Works at night. So I've got days. They work nights for us to do stuff. It's oh cool. I get paid holidays. If you're self-employed, you don't get paid holidays. No. Is this? There's a lot of jigging, rejigging yeah, of stuff about. That's and that cool. Kind of stuff. He's a master. Man, like. I had a music teacher who was a nonce. You know what I mean? I didn't get like a same actually. Oh, class. Um, I, I didn't. We didn't have like anyone cool that was like doing any out of out of hours projects like coffin mulch. Personally, you know? I would love to have had Al as a math teacher. Um, does he advertise? Is he covered in tattoos? No, no. no. Does he advertise? Oh, the, oh, the kids yeah. know. Yeah, the kids I, know. Yeah. Al does not care. Does he not? He has very little filler and he does not give a shit. Oh, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, the kids know and he's yeah. Aye. With the coffee mulch hype as well, uh, obviously I spoke to the account first, Al that runs it. That's Al. And he yeah. was like, oh, I was like, I can do Wednesday. He was like, I'm speaking to Metal Hammer. I was like, yeah, I'm not Metal Hammer. <laughs> we can delay this one. Yeah. So there is obviously like a lot of hype behind you guys just now, definitely. Apparently so. So, yeah. so when I go on like your Instagram as well, you're always shooting, you're constantly getting tagged and shit. Mm-hmm. You're posting about you. That's, mm. that's a lot. You I know think I mean? it's a time and a place. Yeah, maybe I don't know. We live in an internet-heavy world, yeah, and if you guys so. are kicking it on Instagram, I mean, which is our, yeah. are that's good. Al. Yeah, well, Al. Okay, it's Al, yeah, Al is the yeah. the Instagram guy. Um, I don't know. In some ways, I mean, I definitely consider myself just very lucky because I've just stepped into this now. But okay. it can seem sudden, and there's all this hype in that. But at the same time, we've all been in bands the whole time that we've been into music. It's not since you've we not earned kids. it. You know what I mean? It's not you just like. Well, exactly. Know, yeah. yeah. Um, there's been a lot of work to get to that point on everybody's uh, part, you know. Um, How I'll, did you get asked? Uh, so I know, I've known Fraser for years. Um, I play in an R band with him uh, that we're just getting stuff together on. And I think it was in November, I just asked him how Coffin Mulch was going and he said, Davey's quit. Um, would you like to join? And I said, yes. Class. 
Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, I know there's quite a lot of people who would really like to have gotten this gig. Uh, oh, so there's no, like, there was no rehearsals, eh, not rehearsals, like tryouts for it. It was just, well, he's left, I oh, you're standing here, and I like you, and you're a pal, and we're in a band together, so it's been another band together. I assume if the first rehearsal rehearsal hadn't gone well, then maybe I wouldn't have got it. But yeah. um, <laughs> That's usually how it works. It's usually, but it's kind of, you know... I think um, there was a gap between yeah. Davey Quitting and... A wee bit, because we were like, what do we do? Who do we ask? Who do we not? And it's not just about how you play; it's it's a personality kind of thing. Well, you've got to gel as a you've family. You've got to get on, yeah. like with each other. And so, when the first one Derek came in, I was like, "Ah, oh, she's really easy going," and he could play the songs. Cool. <laughs> like, ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, for me, a band anyway. If somebody said Tuesday, right, you're never going to release another record, you're never going to play another show, but you can still practice every other week and hang out. Would I want to do it with these people? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Like, so my, my, like I was talking about my other band, we've been together for, I think it's 12, 13 years. We practice nearly every week. Still hang out. We've done nothing, <laughs> but we still meet up. It's and an expensive hangout. It's, it's, it is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you spend 35 pounds to drink cups of tea. And like, <laughs> but you still do it because it's fun. And it has to be, that's the ultimate. It's like, that's the key. It's not like your Metallica, like some kind of monster, like Jason's left the band. Like there's an entire industry that's putting d- the doors. dependent on us being a band and releasing. It's like it's cool. It's you know, I if think something happens, Ams. If it doesn't, doesn't. It's not gonna. Very much so. Yeah, I think so. So back onto the, I don't know, layers of this. Were it demo? Were it um, septic funeral? You were saying about how it was a totally different kind of project. Uh, so that was just before the pandemic. Yeah, and before vinyl prices and the vinyl weight got fucking nuts. Yeah, kind of. Before Adele backed everything up. Um, it's not just her; it's everybody really. It's um, excuse me. Um, it didn't take as long, but it took a, a fair time for it to enough, come out. Yeah. Long enough. It's not like the days of we recorded it and three, two months later you'll get an LP. Hmm. Like I was. Being when on was a, that? Was that like was that a standard issue thing? It was back in the day. Yeah, because you would have done cassette tapes, which I think is the best. Like. I, no, I know, but I love I love a wee demo cassette tape from the nineties. Yeah. One of my prime possessions is a uh, Corn. I've got their first demo. All oh, right, yeah, it's sick. But, nice. I, but imagine your band yeah. would have done that back in the day, like yeah, made band's... in some kind of garage, yeah. recorded demo penciling, tapes. yeah. But then even tapes, the wait time for tapes is getting yeah. because like I kind of get a record done right. I'll do a tape. Vocals start doing tapes because tapes are in now. Because then, if you do, uh, do you know the reason? Well, you know, you'll know the reason why. You can do variants, and if you sell yeah. three variants for one, it's three yeah. sales that can go towards. That's why. Yeah, uh, that's silly. Yeah. It's always that kind of thing. So you guys have got cool cassettes. You've got like you put effort into it. It's not just that, uh, right? We've got a blue, a red, and a blue uh, and a green. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, that's it's nice. Mainly canals. He does all the design yeah. kind of stuff. And there's a limited one you did had like a cool design in it. And I went to go buy, and it was sold out. Oh, that might that might be coming out again. Oh really? I think is that, it one from America? Oh, the Ter- Mer- yeah, because Terranus have just done one as well from America. No, there's so there's one. The current ones in America, and there's one that was released on a British label, Dry Cough, and I think the we're maybe going to do another one, right? Of okay. the UK one, like nine dollars plus thirty nine pounds. No, the UK one will be like seven quid for the UK. Yeah. Oh, I think going, I'll get it. Like I think we're maybe getting some copies of the American one. Oh, I'm not know. sure. Okay. Ask Al. Ask Al. Yeah, that shows how much I'm working. I don't need to know anything. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, said if you know. How, what was the release on that? Um, did you do a launch show? Was there a special? No. Was that a night in the audio? Nah. No, nothing like that. We just played some shows. You didn't take over Ivory Blacks for... No, no, nothing like that. No. no, we just... 
I don't think we did a release show for it because we couldn't. Oh wait, fuck the pandemic. Yeah. Shit, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we played. I'm trying you to think. A home gig where you all played on the Zoom. <laughs> no, no, that. I don't think we did a headline. A headline show. Good I don't think you. this one. So we've done this one. The headline show in Edinburgh. We this they've got the release show coming up. It's Glasgow's one of. So probably maybe our second headline show in Glasgow. Most of the times we've played, supported supported other bands. Yeah, I don't think maybe one at Block with Bass. I can't remember if they went on first or if we did. Sorry, my memory's terrible. Um, but yeah, no, there was no release. It was done. It was released during pandemic kind of time. So by the time we kind of we could start practicing again, and we did some shows and bits and bobs. Yeah. I can kind of vouch for your theory about the... Well, not even a theory, yeah. just the fact that over lockdown, you mm-hmm. couldn't do anything else but listen to music. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I just sat and purchased hundreds and hundreds of records I shouldn't have bought and, like, different variants. <laughs> and, yeah. If I'd known about your van, I would have made you as fucking rich if I knew yeah. about that. <laughs> if you've got a demo, I certainly must so. <laughs> Right, so the next one was Supposed to Rot. There was a single. Yes. Right. Was that just a standalone? It was just a... It's an intuitive. Was that the Kill by Death? No, between... kinda. It was um, we'd learned it as a cover. Was that a cover? Yeah, it's an entombed song. Oh, I don't know. That. So that's I because we kind of research again. That's because we sound like a lot like, like forever mashing <laughs> shit uh, well, research. Nihilist, I suppose it's nihilist stroke entombed. So we yeah. learned that as a cover, and then we decided just to record, just to have something out, and then we did that as a flexi disc because they are quite easy to kind of get done. They don't take there's not a sort of lead time. And then all the money for that went to... So the singer for Entomb died of cancer. Everything, all, all pretty much went to cancer charities for that one. So we did it as a charity release. So we split it between um, Al's gran, I think. One of Al's family had been in a, a cancer hospital in Ayrshire and my friend had been at the Marie Curie in Edinburgh. So we kind of split it between that. So that's why we did that one. So that was just like a one-off kind of... Kind of keeps it out there and then, yeah. Again, okay. not listened to it, but it's on the list. It's on the list. Yeah, well, I listened to the demo and I listened to the new album cool. uh, and everything else. Just now, it's like a wee, it's like a wee hole. There you go. I will fill, fill it in. Yeah, yeah, but listen to listen to it in tuned nihilist as well. So then you'll then you'll just that's like having the 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 ruggle of being pulled. <laughs> you ever like, listen to like you ever heard like a cover and then you listen to the original and you hate the original? Well, you don't hate oh, it. Yeah. But it's like it's not as good as the cover, but you kind of feel guilty because it's not. Yeah, apart I'd, from Johnny Cash Hart, that's yeah. that's acceptable. But. I don't think this will happen in this event because it's about as close to the original yeah, as you could possibly oh, really? get. Yeah, we kind of sound like our, our, that stuff. Kind of sounds like entombed. So that's yeah. a kind of big nihilist entombed, a big kind of influence kind of thing. Into the blood, there was a kind of EP with some yes. live tunes. Yes, what was the logic behind that? And just um, release a song and stick some. We had so we we asked if we did a video for it. And so we thought, oh, we'll put it out as a single. And then we had this set recorded. Um, we played the Little Buildings in Newcastle. And they, so they'd recorded the live set. So we had it to use. They do that anyway for every uh, They did it for straight from the sound uh, nice. So that's why it's, it's, so we used a couple of songs for that. Just, so when we played with, um, by the uh, England Coast Slime Lord, it was us and them. So we had it to use. So it means we could put a new song out and not have to put other new songs out. And, I love so, when bands put wee, wee live yeah, tracks. So, yeah, it's wee live kind of thing. It's quite rough sounding, but it's good. Is that a physical? Was it a physical? Yeah, it was a tape. A tape. It's, Another one for so the So that was kind of weird. So <laughs> what happened with that one is I'll put it out for Bandcamp Friday. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, cool, set it for Bandcamp Friday. Um, and he set it to get released at midnight. So everybody in America bought it. 
Yeah, he woke up for work. He woke up for work and it sold out overnight. Yeah. All the physicals. Yeah, and oh. Bandcamp Friday doesn't kick in till late, so the Bandcamp Friday stuff hadn't actually... I never thought about that. Right, okay. So the actual benefits of Bandcamp Friday hadn't kicked in because right. it kicks in at like 8 or 9 UK time. So the Americans ruined it. I mean, that's so, cool you've got such a fan base in America. So How many yeah, copies were there? 100? 100. 100, I think. 100 or 2. Well, 100 or 2. So over 100 Americans, but I mean, that's a yeah. cool, a cool fuck-up, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So... Nice. So that was done. Uh, into the Bud, do you still play that live? Yes, yeah. very much so. That's the one. Loads of people are into that one. Oh, yeah. wait. Is that not the single? No. Yeah. That was a single, That's yeah. the second song. Yeah. The, right, okay. Right, yeah. Sorry, I'm with you. Um, and then we've got Spectral Interse- Inter- Intercession. Intercession. I don't yeah. know what it means either. I don't know what, it what does it mean? I no. don't know. I wrote that. You'll know. You're smarter than me. <laughs> it's uh, a very metal name. It's two <laughs> big words that you can fuck all about and they sound gory. All I know is from what he has said himself and interviews i suppose what did he um, say himself i think it's supposed to be like the the point where like the the real world and the ethereal come together something like that um the sort of i don't know line between reality and ephemerality if that's a word something and death and life like there's all this kind of gore and a heart at the center of it uh, and all the coffins and kind of death stuff in the back um yeah but you'd have to ask all <laughs> But I'll put that in the group chat later on. Al, what did the songs <laughs> yeah. mean? The rest of them I'm kind of fine. So. so you've got your release shows for it yes. as well. Um, you're playing a sold out. Is it sold out yet? Um, it's Fly- going to be sold out. Flying but- Ducks sold out, so they moved yeah. it up to Stereo, and I think it's heading that way, which is pretty wild. So, yeah. Stereo's a nice venue. Yeah, yeah, so I've never played there. I've never so, been to Flying Duck before, up until that Hill Ripper. So this- our show, the Flying Duck show, was in a smaller room. There's another room? Yeah, yeah. that... Hellripper was in the main room. They don't normally do shows there. There's actually the back room. Well, they do now. Have they done it again? Have they so, updated it again? Well, I believe it's no longer a restaurant. So right. I think it's only open for gigs. And that main room is, I think, oh, the right. venue now. Oh, okay. um, but it's not going to be there now. It's going to be in stereo. Yeah. So. What, um, what's the capacity for it? For the 200, I think? I, think. I don't know. I think it was something like Flying Duck was 100 and stereo was 200. That's what's in my head anyway. Yeah. That's cool. You've sold a lot of vinyl for it as well. So, yeah, we've not got many left for yeah, the yeah. release show, so we've kept some back. But so, yeah. was it 1,300? I think yeah. I'll got printed. Got 1,300 copies? Yeah. All uh, different vinyl. variants? So, four. Four different five. variants? Four colours plus black, is that right? Four, I, five. Um, so, there was 1,300 vinyl, and now there's like a small handful left, that's, which is mad. Yeah. Uh, crazy, yeah. That's amazing. That's what I bet, like... Well, a podcast, you can't really have any, anything physical, really. But I think if you're in a band and you've got a physical thing, oh, it's, especially it's cool, of yeah. that, it'd be cool as fuck to. Hell yeah. What's it like? Is, you get folk asking for autographs and like photos and that. Yeah, you get that weird. level yet? Um, so since I joined the band, I've had a few people ask me to sign the record after we've played gigs. And every single person, I feel the overwhelming need to point out to them, I'm not on this album. It, yeah. And is that okay? And as yet, no one has said, oh, actually, just fuck off then. Uh, everyone's. Asked me to one person asked me to draw myself uh, onto the, the the band picture, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's surreal. That's very strange. What about you? Do you, do you get loads of photos? Um, then again, I'm the bass player. I didn't really get <laughs> like I didn't really. I've, I've signed them, not really photographs as such, because I'm kind of. Don't think I've done any pictures. Not really pictures. Know. I can. I'm probably Thankfully. like if you've come to ever see us, I'm the, I do the least, so I'm not really moving a lot. Like you know. Derek and Al and Fraser are like, oh, and I'm just like, <laughs> do you guys go straight to merch after the gig or something? Um, just really just I'll, yeah. I'll just kind of be doing straight to the merch after it, just 
because this vocalist doesn't have anything to take apart. Yeah. So I heard as well that it's kind of like the in the underground kind of metal scene, it's normal to go straight to merch. It's, it's, it'd be seen rude not to go um, straight to merch. It can be, but you can, yeah. if you just say, look, give us five minutes, we'll, we'll be there. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah, like, yeah. As long as you're not like two in the morning, you're still waiting on the band to come out to sing your CD, you know what I mean? No, but no, no. Yeah. No, but like, we're usually dawson about. I mean, you have to be when you play small venues, you've yeah. got to get your all, A, get all your stuff off stage, get it together. Um, you know, the merch desk's usually pretty small and usually in the same room as well, so. I had that hell of a gig. James was straight to merch. I never actually bought anything. I wish I did. Hey, were you at that gig? They find up. No, 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 no. I've never actually seen them, so I'm quite looking no, forward no. to playing with them. Same. In Edinburgh, I've never actually seen them before. It's one of those kind of, it kind of been aware of them. Been aware of yeah, them, and it aye. passed me by. And the next thing is like, oh, I would say they're like the leading. I would say the, they're like probably the biggest yeah, band. Apparently so. It's pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah. Like they do like really well, and again, it's a one man kind of thing. Yeah. But he's got a. Tour, I think he's got a touring lineup. I assume so. Yeah. The drummer is fucking nuts. The drummer, yeah, you'd have to be. Yeah. The drummer was in Vacuous. We played in London. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, cool. Right. So you're doing that with Hellripper. Yep. Uh, in November. November. And you've got the Tyrannus gig coming up and next month yep. with Tyrannus. Yep. Yeah. You're looking forward to that? That'll be good, be good fun. That's the release show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that'll be good fun. Yeah, aye, that'll be great. You did anything special for it? Any pyrotechnics or? Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to set the stage. Al on fire. Yeah, aye. Um, um, I don't probably not... play a bit longer than we're used to playing. Yeah, I we might do. Cause... How many songs do you do for a metal? Because it's obviously very intense for not... so long. There's only so much. Last... Can... Most gigs you're playing about half an hour. When we were going on last on tour, we were playing thirty-five to forty minutes. Yeah, We've did. We did ten songs. On tour. Excuse me. Right. Yeah, sorry, I've just popped in that tour. <laughs> so, the tea sandwich. Um, we did 10 because we did all seven apart from the last song in the album. So we did Septic. Why did you not Life do the last word. song? Too uh, hard. No, no. No, no, it's just no. it's quite a heavy. It's a different vibe. A different vibe. So we, we've got an end. We always usually do coffee mulch at the end. And that's kind of the big doomy ending. So it's either that or do the new one. But I think we left that one out. So we or might do a second encore. <laughs> do the whole, where are we here? Well, we did. We did that, but we did a short one. We did um, Carnivorous, and it's like 20 odd seconds. Yeah. Because the venues we were playing when we were away were very small and very sweaty. Yeah. Like I say, I don't move much, so it's nay odds to me, but I was kicking about like a madman. So yeah. he's like, gov by the end of it. I'm just like, ah, I'm just stand here. Um, yeah, for the album release, I mean, we could try and play pretty much everything. I think we'll do something. We've got some practices coming up. So yeah, set lists is usually my one job. I'm a you got to construct it all. I like make to it. construct the set list. It's an art form. So. Yeah. So you've got to, uh, like. You start off with the intro song to the album, the one that's got the screams. Um, Playing that in the background on a week of set. And well, then maybe. But I think we were going to try and do something like get something like the. Do you know how there's like the film bits and. Mm-hmm. Try and, and think, try and get the sample. That's the word. Yeah. Get them in it. The so only maybe. thing. It'd, we'll be nice, it'd be a great opener, that. Um, it's pretty punishing to play. Yeah. Uh, we tried it once when. In an old gig, we opened up wet, and it was just you're like. I feel like we're getting their stamina. I think so. Yeah, least, um, but it's still quite punishing. It's all uh, working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like start um, off with you know ease it in a wee bit, you know. But they say that's why it's, it would be a good opener because yeah. of that. I think. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll Figure see. something out. Yeah, I'm gonna try my hardest to do this Hellrifer one, and then in Edinburgh. Sure, it should be good fun. Yeah, I've never been to the Mash House either. So I think it's next door to the other ones in the Cowgate, so it's the same bit. Oh, um, well, Gel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, all right. yeah nearly like Brew Dog and that. All right, I've okay. seen the counterparts there and okay. Berry Tomorrow. All right, yeah. I'll, get, I'll get a word beside that's like one of his favourite bands. Berry Tomorrow. 
Yeah. He's got a Buddy Tomorrow Christmas jumper that says Buddy Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> he wears it every year and everybody thinks he's a miserable get. Like, oh man, Buddy Christmas. Nice. He's got anything planned for next year? I think there's one show. There's the, yeah, there's the Dead of Winter. Yes. Is it Dead of Winter? I think so. Uh, Fest in Ivory Blacks. Oh, nice. that, um, January. Uh, January, that thingy, uh, Kenny Faye, Brain Bath's putting it on. It's like a death metal all day. Pretty much everybody's playing that yeah, one. I think so, yeah. And then there's a like a pre-show on the Friday, so we're playing that. Are we? No, we're not playing the pre-show. We're playing oh, right. the actual fest. Right, I think yeah. it'd be weird if we were playing the pre-show. Yeah. Yeah, we're not playing the pre-show. Okay. We're playing the, the fest, but we're not... Um, I'm trying to think who's headlining that. Is it maybe Malediction from England? Oh, cool. We're kind of somewhere in the middle. Sometimes, like, it's not... I don't know. I don't care about headlining. Oh God, no! That's would you rather be packed up in a way, watching the rest of the bands, or would you <laughs> um, rather be it's, it's not join your ego to take over? No, because I don't. That you can so. During my career, I have played with bands who that's their thing. They want to be the headline band. You can tell the way they conduct themselves, how they go. You're like that's fine. That's yeah. what you want to do. That's you've got a goal in mind. I. There's only so like this isn't a bad thing. There's only so high you can go with this kind of genre as yeah. well. So you either have to make the a garage. Yeah, you're not going to be doing like unless you're like Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, unless playing, yeah, yeah, yeah Battlelands kind yeah. of size venues. And like, are that's you, our verity though. Yeah, like there's Total. to get to that level, death metal band wise. Yeah, there's very few bands I would say that are like selling out. Like you're playing the garage, like you're. You're doing good. Like, your Carlin Academies and well, your... Again, that's a... Cannibal... Like, your Barras is, like, autopsies and mayhems yeah. and... There's many worlds away from the kind of venues that we're talking yeah. about where yeah. to a lot really of these care bands that much well, about they're, like, infamous for things, like mayhem. Mm. You know what I mean? They've got, like, a, a story about them. Yeah, yeah. You haven't got anyone that's burning anything or killing anyone or eating well, anyone. No, 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 we can talk about no, that. No, no, we can yeah, talk about yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's for the L podcast. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I once stole something when I was five. <laughs> um, Badass. I know. But like, it's that kind of like, it's hard to come off the big man where you're all playing in, like, you know, we're in a, like, say it was a room the size of the practice room we're in, like, can I see you, mate? Like, yeah, exactly. We're all having to take a dump in the same yeah, toilet. There yeah. is a changing room. Apart from else, like, sometimes, you know, going on last at a gig might mean getting the smallest audience. Going on first or in the middle might be better. Yeah. Uh, or you might be hosting a band who have come from elsewhere so you try and put them in the right place bill, that's a lot to watch I think just Even have a good gig like yeah. regardless yeah. when whenever you're on just trying and yeah. fucking yeah. enjoy it just yeah. been like five bands five metal bands it's a lot to yeah yeah. especially if they're all like the same if it's yeah. five yeah. death metal bands in a row is I like a mixed bill yeah but it depends as well if it's five bands that all sound like entombed yeah <laughs> and you're just like <laughs> whereas you can like it's weird because like even I suppose even in Glasgow, like everybody talks about the Scottish death metal scene, they don't all sound the same. Mm. I don't think there's really anybody that sounds like us. You know, there's not anybody that sounds like Brain Bath. There's not anybody that sounds like Rancid Cadaver. Like, it's almost like a kind of hardcore bit to your band. As we're, well, uh, we're quite as well. Um, well. I mean, this is a punk band that plays death metal. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I was um, I was going to go for punk. Yeah, like coming that. from that kind of crusty. Well, like. Davey, the old guitarist, I think, was the death metal guy. Whereas, but even him, David, been in loads of punk bands as well. Yeah, aye, fair. And you guys are all punks Back and hardcore in loads guys. Punk bands and doom metal bands. Mostly been into like doom and sludge and that. Um, he's don't look as well. He's like, I don't have the yeah. image of like the long hair and like the, oh, the long yeah. black hair. No, no, I've, my long hair days nah. are way behind me. <laughs> uh, same. <laughs> um, 
but it is pretty much good. It's like if you don't like what we kind of punky, but you like total tech stuff. There's a band from Glasgow who plays total several. tech. Yeah. Several. There's like if you like, I don't know, maybe a bit more like Carnival Corpse or something else. There's a band that does that. If yeah. you want a band that's kind of sludge or doom, sludge or doom or, or that's autopsy and like early like. There is punky. actually heaps of yeah actual good stuff around, yeah. and uh, so there's room for everybody. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Um, whether or not you know we've sold thirteen hundred records, cool. That's that's really cool. But I don't wear walk about wearing a t shirt going, "Hello, I'm in Colin yeah, yeah. seller of thirteen hundred records." That's cool. No yeah. better or worse. Than, it's cool, but I still have to get up for work in the morning. I'm no better or worse than anybody else. And I think that's an, an attitude you can tell. You know, bands that have that attitude, you're like, "Oh, mate." I'm assuming and the GP on vinyl these days is quite shit. The money you spend and the money you get back. It depends. Um, depends it, what you choose to sell. Depends it for. what you choose to sell it for. Al, yeah. So that Al runs. A, so it's weird. So our singer runs a le- record label. So the record label deals with that. So that's kind of down to how Al's principles and things and uh, his his pricing is really really fair. Yeah, like it's very much possible. so. Which is part of the success probably a septic funeral because you could buy a twelve inch for a tenner. Yeah, exactly. And that's it, cheap. And it yeah, came yeah, with yeah. a poster. It was coloured vinyl, like you know. I Dubai. seen somebody had a big, massive poster for the new album. It was yeah. uh, the new album. But, yeah, this, somebody had a somebody had artwork for it. It was fucking massive. It comes with a, this, the the oh, yeah, the gooey right, blood right. one came with a massive poster. Nice. We did flags for Septic Funeral. Yeah, right. they were massive as well. I've got one on my wall. Yeah, I didn't know that they existed until after it was the first show mm-hmm. in the Duck. Um, an Irish guy had come over. So did he come over for that? I'm not actually sure. I think so, but he came to see on death. Right, aye, aye. That's um, midnight folk are travelling. I yeah. think, uh, I don't know if like, ego boosted, but it's like 1,300 people buying mm. your record. I mean, I get happy if five people listen to my podcast yeah. in one day. Yeah. Must be some done like folk are paying money t- to see you, to listen to it for the, for the variance with yeah. people that are collecting it and yeah. paying good money. It's cool. And... It's surreal. I mean, there are, <coughs> there's a fair few people who have bought each colour of it, and that just kind of blows my mind. Um, that's a lot of money. Um, is, yeah, like four records, two tapes, a couple of t shirts. Yeah, like, it's amazing. The what, CD. What does your house look yeah, like? Yeah. <laughs> Looks like my house, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Aye. But yeah, I think we've done really well. But I think you, there is that kind of, I don't know, you kind of let it go to your head. Because, you know, especially in Scotland. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. like, it could be gone in a minute. Yeah. You know I mean, like, you never know. Somebody could be like, out, done with them. Like, Have you got anything? written or in the works just now that you are chucking about music wise or no really no just... I've just been focusing the tour was the main thing yeah that was it was getting ready for the tour uh, for me personally it was trying to get these songs to everything laid down properly yeah I mean I was very conscious of replacing a very good guitarist um, and what's he doing now he's um, in a couple of bands he's in a couple of bands I just in... not Coffin Mulch not Coffin Mulch no, no. Um, just, well, just one of those he's playing in Fatal Collision yeah, he plays drums in Fatal Collision and he's got a new and, band. All right, okay, yeah. Um, but it's one of those things. People leave bands, people come and go. Yeah. It's just no... But, like, as someone who is a big fan of the band already, I was very aware of, like, you know, there's people who want to see these songs live. I can't be worse than you the first You can't wing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's a good attitude to have. So, for a while, I tried to treat it like a bit like a job um, and put in the hours to actually be able to play these fucking tunes. Um, and, yeah, I think we're... I can't even play them. Now. He plays them better than me. It's fine. <laughs> They've just turned your bass amp down. That's totally fine. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Shh, you're giving away my secrets. <laughs> right, this is obviously... Anything else with Cough Mulch you want to say? Anything that you need to plug? Anything that's going to come up? This is Nothing kind of really. We've got... Not that we've not covered. Yeah. Hopefully have a rerun of the tapes. Um, I will get a copy. Get a I'm copy sure. of the tape. I'm sure you will. 
we've got those shows coming up. We've got that one in January. We'll write some new tunes and we'll just kind of right. turn along and see how it goes. I suppose. Keep There's enjoying no it. Do you great get done firm? Wouldn't that be quite nice? There's not a uh, you never know. weird world conquering agenda. Yeah. We'll just just enjoy it. Do what we do. What we do really. Yeah. So. And just get what you're given kind of thing kind just of, like yeah, yeah in a sense of like you, you offer things yeah yeah we'll do that we might, it's cool we've done some cool shows we've played with some cool bands and all that kind of stuff so yeah yeah hopefully yeah just enjoy it while it lasts yeah that's the main thing I suppose good way to end well end the conversation right there's something I wanted to do as well I like there's like questions I've always ha- had in my head that when I started the podcast I'm going to ask these specific questions okay and I've always either forgotten or thought this isn't appropriate for it but being a band, this is... We've actually kind of covered some of the questions anyway. All right. So the first question, is there any merch that's rare or hard to find that you wish you'd, you'd, you'd kept? And you've kept the demo, haven't you? Is there anything... For, for ourselves? Yeah. No. Uh, or, or the band, is there anything like you've done a limited run and nobody kept a copy and they're a bastard to get No, I've got a now? copy of everything. Right, okay. And in every band you've ever done? Um, you've got a wall of just... Yes. <laughs> So I've got. This is just. I've got. A, I've got a Jeffrey's fridge demo. I've got the three CD. I stand alone did three CDs, so I've got those. Turtlehead did one CD. Got that. Um, Don't bang the snooker table. Sorry. <laughs> Age of Taurus did a CD, and our album came out in four colours. So I've got all four. Four different colour CDs. Four different colour vinyl. Oh, vinyl. So we did. Um. So there was a black one, a blue one, a purple one that came with a patch and a seven inch and a clear one, and they were like a hundred, two hundred different numbers. Patches can, are always nice. You can still thing. probably get some. Go to the Rise Above website, and you'll probably still get some. <laughs> I don't think we sold them all. And I've got everything coffee mode. So I've got a demo, test press, a septic funeral. All be somebody. Is there any? Are you getting any, any fans that are like he's a total loyal? Paul, Paul, Paul Carty, I believe, has bought everything. Yeah, Paul's got. And I'll, I'll kind of deals with the merch kind of stuff. So he knows, but Paul, I believe. How many test presses were done? I don't know. I don't know if anybody's got any test presses, but I've got one of, and septic and of spectral intercession. I've got one of the. Oh, I've got one of each. One of each color, and then the, the gooey blood one. You've got one of those. Yeah, we right. kept you one. Yeah. And that's black. So we've got four colours black. So I've got five copies of Spectral Intercession, a tape, and we've not got the CDs yet. They've just come through and I've not got an American CD. Septic, I've got the CD. There's sorry. no CDs out yet? They're out, but we've not oh, got right. our copies yet. All oh, right, right, I'll promise with one, but I've not got it. Septic, I've got the CD that came out in America, the repress that Al did. There was two different tapes. So I've got both of those that... Okay. Caligari did yeah I've got everything Mer- like music wise I don't have like all the t-shirts there comes a point where I've got a couple but I don't need I'm not going to wear them yeah. I don't wear my own band's t-shirt so yeah, you'd rather sell it for 20 I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather the, yeah. the money came into the band than me just keeping a wee pile so I've got the first I've got the first ones but I don't need don't need them all I, Al's got a cop he's kept every t-shirt and everything but I would assume so yeah mm-hmm. have you got an ego shelf uh, well, no, because I've been in a fraction of the bands. Um, Forever Machine have an album out, and I've got probably ninety nine percent of the copies in a box through there. So, <laughs> if you like one, you could have one. <laughs> I'll take one into it. Um, and I think that's the only thing I've actually ever been on the bands I was in before that I never actually recorded. I was just like a live guitarist or whatever. Um, so, no, I don't have an ego show. Is it any song that you've 
done that you wish you didn't release or you wished it was like right that didn't belong there if that makes sense mm. or anything that's like controversial now you, oh, you shouldn't have done that you thought you'd be because obviously you're like 90s there's shit you could do in the 90s <laughs> that you cannot say yeah. now no I, I wasn't in the anti-nowhere league or anything like that <laughs> I'd like to point out I was not like I didn't spend my youth in some sort of mad Hitler youth band I was just in a punk band that sang about girls <laughs> um, none of which you know we were quite left and right on um, no song wise there's stuff I listen back to and I'm like oh I wouldn't play it like that anymore yeah, could have been done better even in the album now I, there's songs I'm playing I'm not playing them like they're recorded on the album yeah, that's just hindsight though eh? you're like oh or I wish I didn't sound like that or oh I should have done this or but I don't think there's anything I think is <clears throat> awful or you yeah. know some I, yeah no like I think yeah. Everyone that's recorded kind of has that feeling of, for me, like the the greatest achievement of any recording is to get that, the number of things we have that feeling about where you've kind of like been, eh, maybe I should have, or I wish I had done this to minimize that as much as possible. Um, certainly with Forever Machines album, there's bits of it that I guess I still like, but for me, a lot of it, especially as you age as well, a lot of things can just sound like young you, if you know what I mean. So you uh, do the, the set list working out, is it a group decision who how the album is listed um, the set list I think because you kind of need to put it in like yeah, the, the album it's like, I think yeah. it's not a concept album is it really no really no so it's I just think, it's got to sound yeah, in line you've got to it's like, like Davey and Al worked out the set list I think uh, the album tracks mm-hmm. list, list um, that way I didn't really have much to do with that set lists I just like doing set lists you just um, like writing things on bits of paper. I like writing things bits of paper. And Signing them afterwards. Depends. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> not like that. It's always good. Sometimes if we can do one, I like to write insults on Al's. Hmm. And, right. and draw. fuck with them and write like the wrong tuning or the wrong BPM or something. Tempting, but he doesn't even need to know because we start the song. So. Ah, right. He does, he, like, so um, I think on tour we didn't have a set list. And he looked at me yeah. at one point, we'd lost them all because they were, and he's like, What is this song? And I was like, I know it in my head. And he was looking at me like, He likes, I likes the security blanket of having a set list. Yeah. Once I've like, No, it's this, 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 and this, so I know what it is. I don't need one, but it's handy. And then, but the thing we did after we did those run, because we did a few run of shows, we had the same set. We did the shows with Carcass and stuff like that. And yeah. then we had another couple of shows, and we were just like, Let's mix it up. So we played the set backwards. So we end, so we normally end with coffee mulch. We so decided started it. started with that, and he was just like, threw him a bit, threw him a wee bit. And I was just like, no, because I like <laughs> I like the concept of, um, I don't know, do you know the band from Bugazi? Yeah, uh, right. waiting room. Yeah, they oh, have, uh, they're, they're more yeah. than that. Yeah. But yeah, they have no set lists. Yeah, yeah no, they they all they've got to play. They realize they've got to play a waiting room at some point. But yeah, so it's all like right, we'll start yeah. with. I like that. Yeah, that's uh, cool as fuck. For yeah. me, like in Pearl Jam as well. Yeah, Pearl Jam will write a different set list every night. Bruce Springsteen does uh, that. He yeah. just looks at his. Yeah. I think that's cool because it keeps oh, yeah. you yeah. and clutch, you've all, and clutch, clutch as well. well. Yeah, you've it's something I've always to, really liked. You've always got to be like clued in. You can't just like half wing it and yeah. learn the stuff that you. Yeah, I think it's cool when it's very seldom these days. But when fans bust out a wee B side, you forgot yeah. about totally yeah. stuff like that. I love that. We have kind of started doing wee bits like. It's not like song finishes, yeah, next song, song finishes, yeah, next song. Do yeah, you want like, to reduce the amount of time that the singer has to say anything? And, and Al doesn't really like giving it big patter. For a guy who's so vocal on the internet, he hates, <laughs> you know, for a man who does nothing but talk, he hates giving it for stage. For a guy that teaches numbers for a living. Yeah, he hates stage patter. 
So, so do I. even we've noticed kind of like, we've started doing like, it's more kind of like between like starting into the blood and stuff like that. We'll kind of oh, do yeah. wee intro jam stuff. And that's interesting for us. If any, if everybody in the crowd thinks we're up our own arse, I don't really care. Yeah, That's for us to Enjoy keep, us that as we like playing that riff or this is what we're like doing. So we've kind of got to the point where we can kind of do a bit of feedback, play a wee riff, right, all right, we're going to do that. Or if we need to kind of like cut that, we're going to do that. It's usually kind of, yeah. me and, I would say me and Fraser kind of like, because I suppose... You have a watch on. I have a watch yeah. on <laughs> and I don't run about that much. So I've got an eye on, right, what time is it? How's Al looking? <laughs> How's Fraser looking? How's Derek looking? How's everybody like... Is we'll the, surviving the crowd as well. It's like, like, it's like yeah. you kind of need to watch sometimes like, all right, that guy's gone off his dinger. He's going to headbutt, headbutt me in the nuts in a minute. Or like, I quite like that kind of... I, I forget, like, if you ever see Fugazi live, I quite like that vibe of like Joel Alley's at the back with the drummer and he's like, what's going on? I'm holding it down. <laughs> I'm not up the front giving it like, ah, I'm not Kronos for Venom, you know? <laughs> so you can kind of, but it's good uh, for a rhythm section point of view for me is to be able to say to Fraser like that, that, and then it's like, he knows yeah, what I'm mean. doing. I know what he's, and then we can go, Dick! <laughs> and it's like, Gaia, cool. I'll just turn around and like, we're doing Gaia. Oh, like you know, he's had any big stage fuck ups? Uh, I've had loads. I mean, anything like really, but even if it was like impromptu, you're trying to get into, you're trying to work something into something, and oh, it just fell flat on its tip. Happens all the time, but uh, you just kind of have to, if in doubt, play it twice. If you play it twice, it's no wrong. Yeah, yeah. that's the general musical rule. Yeah, and the thing is, most of that time, Derek will probably say like nobody notices. You yeah, know what's especially more if it's a new song. Yeah, see if you play a new song live, you can fuck up naughty times. They don't know it's it's. You've it's done it wrong. You know? Really strange. Everyone's always, you know, you're hyper aware of your own mistakes and that. Um, you might feel you've had a fucking shanner of a show, and then someone tells you that it was fantastic. Uh, the first show of our tour, I was convinced that I'd had a terrible time of it. Uh, your first I'd... gig with Mulch? No, the first show of the tour. Well, it, oh, right. um, what was your first gig with Mulch? Like, do you really, really harden yourself to learn everything properly? Or were you... uh, before it, yeah, certainly. Uh, and then the gig itself was a lot of fun, went really well. Uh, there was probably some mistakes. There was definitely some mistakes, but nah, first gig was great. Someone pulled the cable out. Yeah, someone pulled the cable out of my pedal um, but. Someone in the stage? Um, yeah, just someone stage diving or something. Uh, oh, but then yeah. Your Do you man... get a lot of that in Mulch gigs? Yeah. Do you ever get that? The guy runs on the stage, pushes you, then jumps. Yeah. Um, nah. Well, sort of, yeah. There's been some That's where people... Al. Yeah, Al, Al encourages yeah. that stuff. There's quite a bit of that kind of thing. Um, it's fun to watch, but personally, I'd like people to not touch me or my equipment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that happened. But otherwise, it was cool. It was your man from Turnus who plugged it back in for me, actually. Um, but yeah, the first show of the tour a few weeks ago, I was convinced that I'd had a terrible gig. Um, and then uh, it was filmed, and I saw a video of it, and it was fine. <laughs> I mean, there were circumstances in that. It's not like you'd had a nice night's sleep. Yeah, so I nearly missed my bus um, from Inverness uh, that morning. I'd been up there for a wedding. Uh, I had to get a, I was supposed to get a bus at 20 past six. Are you rough? Incredibly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was terrible. Imagine doing all that practicing and all that exactly. worrying just to turn up rough and late. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I was I was pretty certain that I wasn't going to get that rough. Um, but, you know, you've got your friend who's a bride, you know, handing you shots. and So it's her fault. Um, long the short of it was I've slept through my alarms, slept through the, the taxi driver being there. I woke up at five to six and my bus was 
at 20 past six from Inverness and I was in Nairn, which is a while away. Um, the bus was late and the taxi driver, the taxi driver arrived immediately when I phoned him somehow and the bus was delayed. So I made it. So yeah, but I was hanging a bit and I'd felt that that had really impacted how I played, but then I got to listen to it back and, you know, it was like you says, you notice your own mistakes, but I am so critical. Most of it was fine. So yeah. Um, all right. A couple of wee ones. Song you've always wanted to cover, but you've already done a cover, haven't you? Yeah, so we did supposed to rot. Um, I don't know if we would, I think Al had some ideas to do one. Do you want to cover in your shit? No. We used to no. do supposed to rot. You supposed to rot. But yeah. I don't think we need to anymore. We've got enough songs to do our own. Mm. We'll maybe do one in the future. I don't know, but I think getting one that we all agree on. Yeah, that's probably the hard part. It would be the hard part because I would. I've yet to play supposed to rot live. I think we played it in our first rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the songs that I learned for the first one. Need to do it anymore. Yeah, it could be fun. It'd I like it. Fun, but but, um, um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's nothing else specific that we spoke about anyway. The band uh, before Tyrannus, uh, sorry, before Hellripper, that gig, they did a cover of Iron Fist oh. and Motorhead. Fucking minted. I, I came into the band was either. Was it um, Night? Uh, it's part of that Goat Cult night, Fest thing. Aye. Night Fighter? Night Fighter, maybe? Might have been. Or, they came on wearing like masks and shit. Oh, well, I don't know. Or paint or something, I can't mind. I don't know. I can't mind who else played that show. They were good, but they played Iron Fist, and I was right. like, stood there. Like, oh, Al had mentioned right. at one point he wanted to do just because you've got the power, that doesn't mean you've got the right. That doesn't work. I was like, that's not going to work. It's also seven minutes long. Yeah. I was like, we could do that. I was like, no. So we'll not do that. And we talked about some other stuff, but I think we're about kind of. I think if we did it, probably more like a punk band, I think, than a metal cover. I think. For because obviously everyone would have yeah. to agree on it, the most likely thing would probably be some old hardcore tune that we could deathify. Yeah, yeah, which, so. yeah would be cool if we can think of one. Yeah. So, one last, think. sorry, will you say sorry. something? No, no, I'm just uh, we might think about it. <laughs> one last view one, right? This is a kind of split. This is the first time I've ever asked this, but I want. I'm hoping you guys have the same view as me. Phones at gigs. I don't know if it's the same for a metal gig, because when you go to the hydro and go and see a big band like. I was at Muse mm-hmm. and yeah. Guns N' Roses and I was as well watching it on fucking YouTube with the amount of big tellies in front of me. Yeah. So obviously a metal show, I noticed that that uh, Hellripper gig, not as much of it, but there's always a few folk that just got to there's always some. live the whole fucking thing for their auntie, the cunt they went to school with 40 years ago and a friend they don't speak to anymore. What yeah. Is, I just... It's weird, like, I mean, I've, you know, for so many years loved watching live sets for as long as there's been YouTube and live sets on YouTube, that kind of thing. Uh, and a lot of the time yeah, that's... Yeah, but not by 90 different people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you're right, you do see it, I think, a lot less at metal shows, partly because, you know, people are getting more involved physically than just standing there a lot of the time. Uh, or it's maybe slightly a cultural thing with metal, like people are more aware of... A bit of... more mature as well. They're not just we... I don't know, it's something that does drive me mental when you see a whole big crowd... And it's not even necessarily for gigs, just for any kind of thing. A whole big crowd and every person has their phone out. Because you're not taking it in. It's like everyone else around you has your phone out, watch their video, and like just enjoy a thing for the time that you're standing there in, in that space, you know? And that's kind of how I feel about gigs. But at the same time, for bands like us, it's very helpful when people take a wee clip and upload it and all that kind of thing. That you know, We're quite grateful for, to people for doing that. So it's kind of... There's a pros I can and see cons. both sides. There's pros yeah. and cons, yeah. It's just a symptom of being alive. Obviously, your first gigs, did you? <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I actually had this conversation with a girl at work to explain that I remember the time where there was no mobile phones. Yeah. And I bet the vibe was a so, lot better. I saw Metallica in 1988. 
the justice tour. Yes, uh, that was my Doris's first. head fell out. Yes, nice. that was my first ever gig. There was no mobile phone. I bet mm. it was minted. I've got a tape of it that a guy did on a like. Yeah, that's fine. A wee phone, like a, a like old bootleg stuff, or yeah. folk would film it on video cameras. I don't mind photos. At gigs. Yeah. I think a few photos are fine. I'm guilty. I yeah. take photos. As I well. take photos too, but but to record the entire thing. Yeah. Unless it's like a B-side that, oh, this band are playing this song yeah. tonight and they've never played it live, right? I yeah, need to yeah. get this for, a, for somebody else and yeah. I get it. But see, when it's just like every fucking remember, song for your Snapchat, you your Facebook and your yeah, Instagram. Me and, I'm sure Al was here too, we went to see Voivod at Audio. That was cool. And like we were up the front, but the guy on the barrier had his phone. And he's just filming it on his phone. I'm yeah. like, mate, you're at the front. The fucking barrier, yeah. Like, and he was just an old guy, like older than me, and he's just like filming it on his phone. And I'm like, what are you gaining from this? And he's watching it on his phone. I was yeah. like, you can touch the singer from Voivod. I was like, if you told me when I was 14 that the singer from Voivod would be A, I never thought I'd ever see them in Glasgow. I can touch them. Like, I'm still like, my God, this is blowing my mind. They were like my favourite band in like 1989. And this guy's just like, I'll, I'll just, and he's like, they're not even on yet. He's filming the stage with the intro tape playing. Yeah. And I'm just like, fucking phone away. The worst thing, I'm just going to say, I want to say, but like, the fucking flags at Glastonbury. Oh. The ones that are in the ground already? The ones that, like, when you go to watch the main I stage... I don't mind that. You know I, what? I, I, I see if I was me, I'd be like, go and get your flags to fuck. <laughs> you know what's oh, worse? Bruce Springsteen, get your flags to fuck. Oh, 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 oh it does my nothing. Do you know what's worse? It's flares. This a thing. Folk are, I mean, I know it's not, yeah. not a metal thing, but gigs I'll go to, mm-hmm. folk bring flares. I'm like, oh, well, that's going to stay my clothes for a start. Yeah. Sorry, at first I thought you meant, like, jeans. Um, You mean actual, no. like... <laughs> Can do what you want, I gig mate. Just didn't fucking start writing, uh, letting red smoke out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so for, I filmed the odd bits and bobs of shows, and I'm more conscious of not doing bits it now. and bobs is fine. I'm talking about photo that stand there the entire gig on the yeah, that's it. Being... Who the fuck's gonna? Who? I'm not being funny, but who actually watches it back? Well, exactly. Um, and my sister. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the guy who went to school back in 1981. Yeah. I think it's the being conscious of the people around you thing for me, but also the biggest thing being that, like, if you're at a gig, you want to remember the gig, you want to experience the gig. The best way to do that, in my opinion, is not watching it through your yeah, phone watch screen. it. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you're saying, not to make fun of my age again, but I remember that, like, I have no, like, I saw like Metallica that year, '88, and I saw Iron Maiden. I have no nothing but that power slave. Uh, no, it was Seven Son. Right. Seven Son of a Seven Son. I have nothing but what I remember. Yeah. Don't have photos. Don't have videos. You might be. I bet you had a good time. You weren't worried about your phone getting kicked. Yeah, just like, and then it got to a point like, even like all those times I saw Motorhead, I don't think I've got, I don't think I have a picture of Motorhead at the times I saw them. Mm. I have no pictures. I have no videos. I just went to see, I have in my mind of like. You knew you went. I knew I went. um, Some gigs I wish I did have photos of. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot I saw them. Um, but you that's know, that's always going to happen when you've seen the amount of shows bands. that between yeah. us we've all seen. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's been uh, a wee while. You forget most of life. That's just that's how true. it is. You know? Getting on a bit. I forget, <laughs> I forget my pin code soon enough. Oh, that too. Smashing. Right. Thank you for clearing that one up. I I think we're in a kind of agreement there. There's pros and cons, but I yes. always like to know. I'm going to start asking it for everyone. Um, but I do think we had 18 months of the pandemic without live gigs. Yeah, yeah. 18 months to watch live videos. Yeah, yeah. Cut it out now. So. Cool, right, Derek and Richard. Thank you so much for doing this. This is thank cool. you. You're very welcome. This yeah, cool. appreciate it. I'd like to do a part two, maybe one day with Al, 
Maybe yeah. get more. I mean, I think this has worked all right. Like, I I've only should... take, take a photo of this because I think it sounds just for my editor, yeah. so he knows what I've been dealing with. Yeah, but I think it's yeah. been fine. I for think two. your next one I think... should probably be Alan Fraser. Yeah, definitely. I think get that would the other be half. right. Yeah, pretty entertaining. The two I think there. three because yeah. we originally said three, and I think three. Yeah, I think yeah, I would have struggled there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Get Alan Fraser for the next two. We have done our bit. Yeah, that's it. You've done the promo. We've done. The, <laughs> we've done the. I've done the rambling, talking about being old. <laughs> I'll do Metal Hammer. Metal Hammer. You did podcast. Yeah, that's your. Done, your debt paid. I don't think I've ever been interviewed with Metal Hammer before. I have never been interviewed. This is my first time. Is it? I, I don't so. like to say the word interview. I think oh, it's, it's conversation. Chat. Conversation. It's a chat. Yeah. yeah I've never podcasted. I'm not asking stock questions. I feel. I've never casted a pod. I think I got interviewed in Germany once. When I was in Fiddlehead, hmm. I can't remember. I don't think I ever did any for Asia Taurus or anything like that because I was the, I was just a bass player. Just the bass player. You're not just the bass player though. <laughs> that's that's I quite like that. I'm just the bass player. <laughs> Ian Hill, Judas Priest, stands at the back. Looking, you'd ken if he wasn't there. That's me. <laughs> well, not in that. Just the bass player. <laughs> <laughs> right, cheers, lads. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much.